Welcome back to the 78 Amps podcast. Uh, I'm Max Higgins. And again, unfortunately, Sam Muggleton's nowhere to be seen. Uh, he's, you know, we've got to contact the, the pound for the amount of dog work he's doing at the moment. But um, it's okay because I'm introducing uh, Jake Taylor from In Hearts Wake. How's it going, man? It is going very well, thank you. How are you doing, Max? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. Look, we were talking off air about where you guys are camped up at the moment, and I'm, I'm pretty jealous of that view, I've got to say. Yeah, um, we're basically in Pitwater, which is the northern beaches, um, on an island. There's no, no cars, no shops. Terrible. Well, you know what? There's actually the service is actually okay today. But uh, <laughs> if, there's, if there's too many people using it all at once, they all used to share the same network, so it drops out. But we're good today, oh, so that's lucky. Man, that's Sydney. Sometimes has it going on. Sometimes it's a bit shit, but sometimes it's got it going on. You know. <laughs> It's true. It's just you got to be out of Sydney. Yeah, exactly. About just a, like around an hour away. Yeah. yeah, just a couple of miles up the coast. But we like to start off the podcast uh, in a, in a pretty pretty regular fashion. What what have you been listening to in your your playlists of the last couple of weeks? I've been listening to a lot of Yellow Wolf. Uh, he's releasing he's releasing an album a week at the moment in April. And that's uh, insane. So every Friday, I get that 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 hit that oh uh, yeah, he's released something new and. It's been really good. It's been on all the drives, doing a lot of driving uh, on a recent uh, unplugged tour that we've been doing. So with all the driving, I've been just smashing a lot of yellow. Has it has uh, has that been like the consensus in the tour van? There hasn't been any like uh, no some no naysayers? no. Honestly, we don't we, we've we don't listen to uh, like communal stuff anymore. Everyone's got their own <laughs> vibes that they've got going on. Everyone's yeah. like sl- slotted the headphones in. No one's like cranking the actual car radio. Yeah, no, 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 no one is. Sometimes the driver will have their own thing going, but you'll get a fade, <laughs> fade it, fade it out of the back. Is the general thing. <laughs> you get do do you ever get like a driver who's just cranking some talk back like ABC local or something like that? And you're like, man, this is this is bringing the vibes down. No, nah, no, nah, no talk back. Thank- <laughs> thankfully, um. The yeah, we actually there was a bit of classical on that the classical FM channel that got that got played on the way down. It's pretty inspiring. It's pretty inspiring. <laughs> but that's about it. Other than that, everyone's on their own on their own uh, subscription. Hell yeah! Well, uh, I mean, it, as you mentioned, you guys have, have been doing a bit of touring recently. Uh, you know, you did you did the Caliuga tour, which kind of was one of the first really big tours after lockdown. How did that feel to sort of be to be re reblazing those trails for for artists after? A wild 2020 um we didn't do the full tour we were only able to do brisbane and it was like it was still the full show but everywhere else we couldn't couldn't make it possible with the with the border crossings and logistics so we had to move the rest of the tour to november as many yep. artists have done the last couple of years <laughs> so nothing new there but we were able to yeah sneak in brisbane and funnily enough uh well not funny but brisbane went into a three-day lockdown literally the, the following day we love it up here. We uh, love we love yeah. just like being a bit parochial, locking in. <laughs> um, I mean, it was as long as we can get that show out of the way, and everyone was super stoked that we could we could we could make that happen. Because uh, like looking back at the video footage and, and it was on Triple J last night live at the wireless, um, it didn't feel like any kind of a restricted or smaller show. It was next level. Everyone going crazy than ever. Did it feel like? Did it feel like it had the same energy? Like, I mean, how did it how did it go in terms of what were the restrictions? What were, were people allowed to mosh? Were people allowed to get in the pit? It was basically that only the only restriction there was is that it was half capacity, and 
So it went from a 1,400 cap venue to a 750. Now, the Tivoli has this incredible thing where the capacity of the 1,400 takes into account the parking lot and, uh, <laughs> you know, like other areas because it's like smokers area. So actually in the venue, when you pack, like you have the venue with 750 people, the other 750 people that generally would be there, they're kind of like scattered out the back in the parking lot, right? Yeah. So it looks no different. The crowd is, had, there was no mask restrictions or social distancing restrictions. There was no tables all standing. So the mosh was next level and people were really making the most of, of, of that freedom, you know, under the, the restrictions that were given to just go nuts. So that's the, it, that's you the actual dream. <laughs> I couldn't tell. I couldn't honestly have played Arc, you know, the Arc, the last time we played there was sold out. Uh, show the uh, arc tour in 2017 and i couldn't tell the difference between the two and we got to play two shows in the same night because that's oh, how we split yeah. so <laughs> it was just like two two chaotic shows wait well <laughs> and then uh, you guys also did a kind of an unplugged earth week um acoustic session kind of thing how did that obviously there's going to be a massive difference in how that feels from the fans but what was the reception to that like you know how did that feel doing that separate separate to like a, a usual in hearts wake show so we've done four four of those shows now, and we didn't know how they would go, <laughs> and and yeah, because our fans generally expect to come and mosh. So we haven't been advertising it as that. They've been advertising it as an unplugged event, so people have a bit of somewhat of an understanding. But a lot of them are just expecting it to be Kyle playing the acoustic guitar, and that's like you know, like what can we, you know, just strip it back and play? But that's not the case at all. We uh, <laughs> we we. We throw in a bit of stand-up comedy, uh, cabaret. <laughs> we have like um, all kinds of instruments from a ukulele to a kabasa to bongos, nice. harmonicas. Like we bring in all the instruments and we really make it as uh, interactive and immersive as possible rather than it being just an acoustic show. So we even had an acoustic or an unplugged mosh, let's just say. <laughs> an unplugged so, mosh. We, I've got to get around that, that's for sure. Yeah, it was wild. <laughs> and like people have been so, you know, kept back for so long that you 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 literally say the word mosh and i throw in a few screams in like a, in a couple of the tracks and and it's mental like people go psycho <laughs> a kabasa fueled wall of death has to be like that's up there that's got to be it just the, that's it that or the kabasa circle pit i'm not sure which is <laughs> taking the cake that's the dream fuck yeah i'm, I'm so into that i mean on on the topic of, of Earth Week, you guys obviously have such an environmental uh, sort of message behind so much of your work, and you as a band, you've really taken strides to sort of minimise the footprint that you guys have um, all the way through your process from touring to d- distribution of the music. I suppose a lot of fans probably don't think of the music industry as being like one of those. You know, it's not it's not the you know it's not a fossil fuel industry. It's not one of those ones that really makes a big footprint. But I suppose, how would you explain uh, what you guys have done to minimise sort of your, your impact through your entire process as a band? Um, yeah, it's a tough one um, with the entertainment industry because it brings so much joy and there's such an offering there to, 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 to people. We, we need, at the end of the day, we really need art. Art is, you know, <laughs> art's where we see a lot of change and inspiration. And, and so art's super important. We just also have to recognise the footprint of art as well. Uh, so that what that looks like but that's just honestly it's an exploration um into into what we do without being too hard on ourselves because we often get hard on ourselves and can feel either a sense of guilt shame or just like i just want to give up 
So it's important to not let those things be the things that stop you from discovering. And so that's been the, the journey of the last few, or, I mean, you can say that since we were a band, but it's really started to accelerate in the last few years, I think, with climate, the climate crisis really coming to the forefront of, of what's happening, um, particularly with the, like, since the bushfires and all that's gone down with our oceans and rising tides. So, yeah, we've been looking at um, just the way we tour, what's happening on stage, the way we create and um, produce products. Like when I say products, I mean merchandise and CDs and music or physical music. So we're actually on a bit of a journey right now um, documenting all the things that we've been learning and uh, discovering and, and all problems that have arisen along the way and hopefully can release that um, within the next year so people can see the journey. Yeah. <laughs> do you think for for bands that are starting out i mean you know a, a band that's probably driving to their to their local gig you know first few times they're, they're probably not having as big a footprint but do you think there's some some uh sustainable practices that that smaller bands could be taking on that really make a difference when everyone kind of teams up yeah 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 um i i think regardless of footprint it's about accountability whether you've got the biggest skyscraper or the littlest smallest shack on the beach it's still, you know, what can you, what can you control? Where is your boundary? So yeah, it's up to everyone to be accountable, not to point the finger at someone else. I think that's, um, you know, whilst calling out has a place, it's not what we're here to do. Uh, and so I would say to the, the smaller band, merchandise is going to be really important, no doubt, to, to you know, helping generate um, not only funds, but sharing um, the band with fans in a different way where they can, you know, the fans can sort of buy into that band. And I would say, so what are you printing on? I would think about that. Don't just try and make, you know, the most money as possible. Uh, be conscious about it because, again, at the end of the day, that being so serious, if you want to keep playing shows, you're going to have to have a planet to, to play shows on. <laughs> so I'd start, I'd start there and I'd say, yeah, what food are you eating as well? You're looking at the food. Again, don't be too hard on yourself. Just bring in awareness around that. Uh, and you can actually, there's actually carbon calculators out there. You can, you know, put it, plug in your kilometers of, uh, you know, even if you drive from one pub to the other pub, you can still plug that in and you can actually start offsetting all of that if you wish to, or you can just find out how much that equals. And if it is a smaller print that a small band is doing, it's not going to even cost or be that much work. But you got to want to do it, not because you should. That's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> that is good. That's, that's a pretty good advice. Talking about, sustainability i mean a bit of a different take on it your your home the band's hometown byron bay has sort of had a couple of questions about how it wants to portray itself you know to australia and internationally with you know news of a, a netflix reality show being filmed there do you think that uh sort of some of the the scenes that maybe you guys came up in might go the way of the dodo if if it turns into this kind of you know influencer-led byron bay's netflix reality show type location when you, when you said the dodo, what do you mean by that? Just extinct. <laughs> well, unless you're dodo and you're offering web domains, constantly <laughs> spamming my inbox, there, there's something still going there. Um, what would I say to that? Um, of course, there's a, there's a wanting to protect and, and preserve and all of that, and we'll you know do the best that we can. Um, Gaz, a friend, you know Ben Gordon. He's been really uh, vocal and helping that out. It's been awesome to see him leading a bit of a charge in that, um, which shows the, the, the like the energy and the the passion still that is still there. People wish to show it represented in the in the right way. It's become a brand name now. 
but it's the ultimately, you know, beauty is going to attract beauty and therefore people can often want to try and monetize that. And it can be a bit of an ugliness that can step in. Do I think that it's going to go extinct? I mean, places are always changing and evolving and you can't control that. Um, as long as we keep the land beautiful. And by that, I mean like looking after it, not trashing the place. I think it's always going to have a magnetism about it. And spans like Parkway, you know, in Hearts Wake um, and all these other stories that are hopefully archived, you know, in video footage and in a way where it can show what the heart of it was like so that, you know, unlike we don't have footage of the dodo, I hope that <laughs> we've got these footage and things to tell that will be archives. We can reflect it back upon and, and have these strong values moving forward. And if we can't be Byron Bay, you know, maybe there's a new Byron Bay out there. I mean, these things, this is part of, part of being a human. That's true. It always changes and shifts. Hey, there's always a, there's always another one coming up. <laughs> mm, and there I mean, is, and just na- navigate it as best you can. Yeah, absolutely. That that's that's some wise words. That's some real wise words. Twenty twenty has sort of made us appreciate Australian talent a lot more in in a live setting. Um, you know, when you when you can't get internationals in, you really start to turn to see who's in your own backyard. And the full tilt festival coming up. Uh, it's it's a whole homegrown lineup. Um. Who are you looking forward to hitting the stage with when you when you get into the full tilt, full tilt festival? All of my friends. There's literally, <laughs> it's yeah, it's yeah. All of there's so many so many good friends playing. Like that's going to be the that and, and seeing the fans is going to be yeah a huge celebration. Who am I most look forward? Oh, I I, don't, I can't I can't I guess yeah, pick really your favorite child. <laughs> Pick your favorite child. Well, I could pick my favorite dad and just say it'd be funny to see friends or rom, friends or rom playing. It'll be epic. They're pretty much dead dads now. That is true. Um, yeah. So that that'll be great. That's a bit of a throwback. Um, no, I don't have a favorite child. There's just like I don't with with those. They're all just I've toured with so many of those bands, you know, in the past, and they all have in, like incredible gifts for different different reasons. So it's just cool to see that all happening in one place. I think. Are there any are there any new faces uh, yeah. that are sort of, you know, blokes you haven't played with yet, or, or you keen to see to check out their live their live set? Um, I, I there's there's, a, there's quite a few bands, and there's a, I know there's a couple of interchanging acts across the couple of cities. It'll be cool to see yours truly. Uh, you know, cool to see her do her thing. Um, that'll be interesting. Um, that off the top of my head, that's all. That's all I can really. I feel like we've everyone else we've we've truly played with, and <laughs> again, it's going to be good to see them all. It's just going to be one big mate mosh, and I love it. That's great. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, well, Australia. Yeah. Jake, thanks for for coming on. Thanks for taking the time to, to chat with us. Uh, Full Tilt Festival hits Brisbane on the twelfth of June and Melbourne on the third of July. So if you've got tickets to to those, get down there early. And uh, if not, if you haven't got tickets yet, get by now. But uh, yeah, Jake, thanks so much for for taking the time out today. My pleasure. Thanks for tuning in. Appreciate it, man.